save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob! All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor! Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ! A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog! This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. Man, I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything we got to hear. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back we are here in the new year. It's 2022. Um, this is going to be a great year for Lions fans. We can feel it. Although, uh, the first game of 2022, not not, uh, not off to the best start. Lions lose 51-29. We'll be talking about that and maybe some things, other things as well uh, here. But before we do that, let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the other two that are here. Connor. Hey. And Red Dog. Yo. All right, gentlemen. So, as I mentioned, Lions lose 51-29 to in a game we all thought was extremely winnable against a Seahawks team that's been struggling this year, but uh, especially offensively. And we thought boy, we oh had boy. a defense. <laughs> we thought we had a defense when we said that. Right. Uh, the, the defense pretty much uh, just showed up to be, like, the tackling dummies or whatever you call it, like little cones on the field because this, yeah. this, is, this is just awful and almost – Every way imaginable defensively. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks, Russell Wilson goes 28 29, 236, and four touchdowns. Uh, 265 yards on the ground for them, averaging six and a half yards a carry. This is very much similar to what the Eagles did against us on the ground, except uh, uh-huh. the Seahawks added the passing element that the Eagles didn't earlier this year. This is all around uh, horrendous uh, defensively. Yeah. The D line was just non existent most of the day. Yeah. yeah, I mean D line linebackers. The lines had to, you know, move to man coverage, and that didn't work out well. Uh, no. It was our uh, our depleted bad. roster finally really caught up with us in this one in a big right. way. I mean, they they as dysfunctional as they are right now as a team and an organization, the Seahawks are sitting healthy with all their freak athletes on the field while we were playing like third and fourth stringers in the secondary. So, I mean. It's not su- too surprising it went this way, in my opinion. But I didn't think it'd go this bad. But <laughs> it, I don't uh, think anybody thought it'd be this bad, especially with the Seahawks. Been, I mean, they've been terrible offensively pretty much yeah. the whole second half of the year. Yeah, um, they definitely this. found it this game. Part Thank God wonders. our offense scored points, so this game wasn't just totally boring. Yeah, the <laughs> offense definitely started out slow. Par- yeah. Part of me wonders if this is Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle, and maybe that added some sort of element for them 
where just everything clicked. It very uh, well could be. Um, there's a lot of people out there that think uh, he might be going like to the Saints or something like that in the future. So, um, but I could see that Saints need a quarterback. But yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as defensively, uh, when your your top tacklers are your two safeties and a cornerback, uh, that's not good. That means there's no. a lot of big runs. <laughs> One of the most frustrating things I thought was that we actually did a really good job getting them to third down and long a lot. Like we were stuffing them, mm-hmm. we were making big plays, but then it'd be like third down and long. They need 15 yards. Okay, no problem. <laughs> like say no more. They like, step out there, yeah. get it. No problem. Keep the drive going. It was brutal. Like the defense kept making plays, but then could never make the ones that they needed to to get off the field. And that just was, it killed us. Right, yeah. Uh, Seattle seven of twelve on third down and one one for one on fourth down in this one. I actually, it didn't hurt, I think it hurt the Lions too that on that opening drive they didn't get that fourth and one early. It might have set a, you know, especially on the road, not getting that uh, kind of switch definitely didn't immediately. But that's a risky move. Uh, you know, Lions they they're gonna be aggressive and they got another onside kick in this one. Another yeah. onside kick. There's been nine recoveries on onside kicks this year. Lions have three of them. So, that's insane. That's good. Yeah, Jack Fox gross. MVP. Uh, he's the one doing the onside <laughs> kicks. So uh, he continues so to Shane be one of our best players. <laughs> he's the top three player on this roster. So <laughs> um, you know, the, we've been saying, you know, how good a job Aaron Glenn's done with this defense. Do you think this is, you know, worrisome about the future no. of the defense? Uh, no. I mean, we've been blown out a few times. The Eagles is the other game that comes to mind. But, but I mean, those feel more like outliers to me than a pattern. I don't know if you agree with that, but yeah. I mean, give it doesn't 30, concern me about them. You have 35 to the Packers, 34 to the Bengals, 44 to the Eagles, 51 here to the Seahawks, and 38 to the Broncos. The Broncos won. We really had a lot of COVID ones. So yeah. I, that well, one I throw out. But. And the Bengals and Packers are formidable offenses. I mean, Joe Burrow is mm-hmm. one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. What I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do we have we been giving Aaron Glenn a little too much credit for his no board coordinating? I don't they, think so. Again, I think this was just a man on man issue. You had freaking DK Metcalf, who is the closest thing I in the league since to be Calvin, since Calvin to be that freaky of an athlete, and he was having a day. And it's just hard enough to stop that guy when you're all hands on deck, and when you got you know Will Harris playing outside corner, which was kind of okay, but that was also when we had Amani Awarie across from him instead of Iffy. Yeah. So he was I mean last like last week. It was just we were so depleted and and we let them find their stride. We started off strong, nice blitzing and stuff, but once they kind of found an answer to that, it just their 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 strengths, which was all of their healthy starters against our weaknesses, mm-hmm. which were many, was just too much to overcome and they had a day. And so I'm yeah. glad our offense did have a bit of a day themselves just to make it at least not boring. <laughs> we just yeah, don't have as many cards to play, I don't think, on defense. Like, no. once those creative blitz packages get figured out, like mm-hmm. like Rudd Dog was saying, like, the secondary is really depleted, and we don't have a full set of linebackers that are good. And it's like, I can't put the whole thing on Aaron Glenn. I don't know how you feel, Big Z, but... Um... <sighs> Yeah, it's tough. You know, I'd really like to see him have like a full, healthy uh, defense to really make like that assessment. But in the NFL, you're never gonna have a full, healthy defense. That's true. Uh, That's true. But this is—I mean, this is really depleted. But uh, 
You know, it, it wasn't it, a great roster tough. to start either. That's it's the not, thing. We were not, lacking depth not, to start. It's not. No, it's We not. got miracles out of Jerry Jacobs yeah. and AJ Parker. And so we like this defense is actually probably performed better than it ever had any right to. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we're starting with the Rams defense and then getting hurt. It's like we're starting right. with the, the worst defense in the league last year and then getting really hurt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We're like third but, stringers could be starters on other teams. I think we'll know next season for sure what we got in Aaron Glenn. Oh, I mean, yeah. how many of the I guys like that started in this game do you think will be back? Tracy Walker. I mean, he's Walker a free, for sure. maybe. free agent. Yeah. Oh, he's a Fla- free agent. Oh, yeah. How I'd many like is Flowers Walker. is Flowers still under contract next season? I just don't see him being a long-term piece of this team. I don't see him being back unless he, we have no choice. I believe he is on the salary still. I I, I looked at this I, yesterday, I, and I believe he still could, is. I could see us trading or honestly maybe cutting him. Like I just don't. I don't know how many starters we have right now that'll be back next year. I mean, if five. he will, Trey be back, Flowers is the highest starting um, right away. base salary next year in the Lions, sixteen million dollars with a cap. That's hit, insane. With dead cap money at twelve million, so I I. I think he'll be around still. A guy like Big V only has $5 million dead cap hit. Um, But by all accounts, Trey Flowers will still be around for 2022. I could see them trying to move Flowers to a team who he might fit better. Who's going to take on that contract? See if he could take like a contract, like a restructuring, you know, as part of the deal. Some of these guys will do that. It'll put them into like a decent contract with the next team. Like a signing bonus. Because he's a solid player. Like he's the kind of guy. That a team that just needs like a really rock solid like backup or like you know a decent starter at one position, yeah, the he Patriots. can fill that role. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, why not? We can do it. <laughs> Honestly, the Patriots would take him back, but he's they're a not. Stud they're that. not going to let us fleece him on salary. Like, there's going to have to be some sort of discussion there. I would. Think, oh, I don't know on a trade. Um. So, Trey Flowers' contract sixteen million dollars next couple of years, but his dead money um is twelve million next year. And then five million the year after that. That means so, if we cut them right pre June one, yeah. Okay, well, he may be back next year, but I still don't believe he's a long term, yeah, future building block of this team. And I no, I don't think, I don't think so. That way, I mean, I he like wasn't signed by this. Uh, he wasn't signed by Brad Holmes or Campbell, so he's definitely not probably. And and we've seen him in this defense. He's not a guy that's. Uh, going to excel necessarily and as a high price as a high price backup i don't hate it um like if we're stuck with him uh and we upgrade him and then just rotate him in i like that actually i don't hate that he's a good player to have on your roster i just don't want him to be starting for us there anymore i'd like to upgrade him right position right now though for 2022 trey flowers has the highest cap number or uh, uh, no uh i'm sorry that's Jared goff still Second highest cap number at twenty three million dollars. That's, that's, a that's lot. what he, his number is on the cap, though. But so that's still it could almost be worth it just to cut him then to ha- take the dead cap space and you get you still you get a, you free up a, like eleven twelve million. million. Yeah, eleven million. If the cap space is dead, regardless, you might be worth cutting. Still, the math might be there. I don't know that. Yeah. I, I, all that cap stuff gets so wonky for me. I don't know well, what's doesn't, right. Doesn't Jared Goff's cap go way up next season? Yeah, it's thirty. Uh, 31.1 yeah with a dead cap hit of 30 and a half million so so 
we all know golf is going to be back next year, but I think it right. makes the the cap situation harder for our non draftees. I think we're going to have to have a really good draft next season to compete. Speaking of golf, do you guys think golf has shown enough to at least get you kind of excited about maybe if we add some good pieces to help them next year that we might be able to come out of the gates swinging pretty good on offense? I think golf has shown me that when all things are clicking, he can be the guy that can at least get you to the playoffs. Right. The problem is, I think long term that's rare we, we need a quarterback that might be able to do more that can really take over a game agreed when things aren't going so well because for the lions things have not always been going so well <laughs> and knowing our luck we'll have some freak injury with our top wide receiver in three years mm. and i don't know if Goff's going to be the guy that can correct that on the fly i don't know I no don't i know. think you're right i think that's a good assessment uh i do agree, yeah, I I agree. Think, like can get us to the playoffs if everything's clicking or you know to the super bowl maybe even but Everything has to be clicking. But I, that's all I'm saying is next year, he's shown me enough to be excited if we say add a couple, you know, really exciting receiver prospects from the draft mm-hmm. and uh, a stud DN to help this defense, you know, just get to where it needs to be. Uh, yeah. Suddenly this team looks a lot different. And, we can find another Amonra type in the later right? rounds. That would be sick. He's Not to mention just getting healthy. Our yeah. offensive line, Ragnow and, and, uh, uh, freaking everybody. So, <laughs> who else is, is sick? Sten- or you're, you're, uh, oh, yeah. you might Stenberg, be back. Yeah. yeah, you do. It's say Stenberg. And Penesua will have it all figured out this time. He doesn't need like right. six weeks to adjust. Mm-hmm. You have Decker so. and Sewell from the beginning. I mean, that line Hawk. could be studly. Um, Hawkinson back. That's who if, else? Hawkinson. If you're just curious more about the numbers, though, uh, the the Lions right now for 2022, as it stands, have 36 million, 36.1 million in cap space. It went the cap zoomed up, so I, a lot of people have more cap space than they did last year. Okay. Um, and 93.5 of that is allocated to the offense. Most that's mostly because of Derek Goss' contract, and then 71.6 hmm. to the defense. So wow, that's amazing how much shake, better yeah. the defense has performed. Yeah, until um, yesterday. But let, uh, in this game, I, let's point out somebody we've been talking about him a lot. But let's talk about him again, shall we? The easy, oh, yeah. the easy standout of this game yet again, Amon Ross St. Brown. You just Stud. mentioned him. Uh, most catches ever for a guy drafted third round or later in the NFL history. <laughs> history of the NFL. Um, yeah. Pretty wild. Eighty-four catches has over eight hundred yards. Uh, four touchdowns, this week. one rushing touchdown, five touchdowns actually because the rushing one this week. Uh, so, wow. I mean, we had we had like high expectations for him, but what he's done the last uh, <laughs> month and a half, ex- I think, has exceeded all those expectations. Yeah, uh, my pick to click been... did click. So shout out to me. First <laughs> of all, second of all, yeah, no, he's great. I think he can be a top two receiver on this team when all things are clicking well. I know earlier we assessed him at like a three, but I think he could be better than that. He's yeah, he's, he's been beastly the last four or five weeks. Yeah, he's special. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's separated himself from the field. It doesn't I mean, matter. He's gotten a lot of opportunity this year. So and he's done it with both <laughs> he's quarterbacks. He's done it with yeah. Boyle and Goff. So it's not just like, you know, if Goff's in there, he's succeeds. No, he's doing it. True. Own, and he's just showing marriage. this. It shows you though these coaches. They see what he's been doing at practice. They see what this kid can do because they're. This is by design. A lot of it too. Like 
these coaches saw what he was capable of. That's why he gets these plays out of the backfield and these run plays and stuff. It's awesome. I love it. And their vision for him is just coming to fruition in such an awesome way. That draw play on third and long, he did the swift and got it. That was oh, got the touchdown on it. That was so that was sick. That oh was yeah, so sick. that's two weeks in a row. He's had a nice run up the middle. Uh, this one it was especially impressive just because he broke the tackle uh, to, get, to get into the end. Zone. Right, but um, just well, really yeah, exciting. They're oof. shifting him all around um, the formations, like you, like we mentioned, just put him in the backfield, handing it off once or twice a game now. Um, but motioning him constantly, uh, just finding ways to get him open. A lot of screen passes because his only his average yards per reception is only like eight yards, which is not great. They're just feeding him though. So right. And the thing yeah. is I, about him, I don't think he's necessarily the most talented guy, but it's an attitude thing. Like his attitude from day one has been top notch, and it's it's paying off. Like he's called out Akuda in camp was. Just feisty fighting, just constantly nonstop going after, knowing he's the best, knowing he's gonna get his, and like, and he's getting it, and it's just an excellent, just uh, demonstration of willpower, I believe, on top of some decent talent to go with it. <laughs> yeah, there is a good M Live article about how uh, you know him watching himself fall down the draft board and like how that's kind of shaped his attitude. Like, I'm gonna show these teams that passed mm. me up, like, what's up, and he's been doing that great oh. so far. He's on Hall of Fame pace, man. Him and Cephas can share the Hall of Fame together. I'm saying it now. <laughs> I'm more likely to believe the Amonra. Right. Not saying that's going to happen, but it's only because of a collarbone injury. Next that's year, all. you'll see. Those two will be dominating together. Well, that'd be nice if we have a Hall of Famer already on our roster for next season. Yeah. I hope you're right. Well, too. <laughs> well maybe uh, uh, Taylor Decker can be there, too, as a receiver. <laughs> yeah. Um, How about that? Yes. Two. That was crazy, wasn't now. that? Two touchdowns. He has more career. touchdowns than Galladay this season, I believe. <laughs> Isn't that something, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so well. We we can slot him in as our third <laughs> receiver maybe sometimes. Too bad. Uh, what, who, the 67, I forget. Is that McCollum or something? He missed his chance. He uh, blew it. <laughs> yeah. Decker, Decker st- stepped up and took the big man glory. <laughs> I like I that they say, had two passes, though, for the, an offensive lineman in this game. That was great. I know. Crazy. They actually did it twice. Matt Nelson. Believe. Matt Nelson was the other one. Nelson, yeah. He blew his chance. I mean, they they saw it coming, but still. Got We've had some ball, man. Yeah. We've had some crazy plays this year. I think this might be the most fun I've had watching a two-win team. Um, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Definitely. This is way more fun than the last two-win Lions team we saw. <laughs> Well, Unfortunately, there's a lot of comparisons. So. <laughs> there are a lot of comparisons. <laughs> Weird. Let's say sub six win teams. We can loop that all together. This all- might be one of the more fun ones. The all- two win Lions led team was after 0 and 16, right? Yeah, that, that was Stafford's, Stafford's first season. He played they beat the Browns that year. That was the most fun and, game. So. And the Chiefs, right? I was or at the that Redskins. game. That Browns game was special. That was a special game. That Browns that game was. was the most fun game. Um. You know, uh, as far as Taylor Decker's catch, though, he did not have the best offensive lineman catch of the day. I don't know if you saw the one in the Sunday night game with the no, where no. the center had a 22-yard catch for the Vikings. What? I wasn't able to see that. What happened? Was it a touchdown? If you didn't hear me correctly, uh, or if you thought you didn't hear me correctly, you heard me correctly. The Minnesota Vikings center had a 22-yard reception. So what happened, there was a slant over the middle um, from the receiver, 
he got blasted. The ball bounced 10 yards back. The center, uh, you know, heads up play by him, like kind of dives for the ball in front of him, gets <laughs> up and runs 22 yards with the ball. And it, and it, that's recorded as a 22 yard catch by the center. So it was that's a really wild. cool play. Uh, I'm sorry, Big Z, but touchdown trumps yards, so <laughs> I still got to give it to Decker here. I said coolest catch. Nah, touchdown. But that is cool. That is cool. <laughs> I'll have to watch the play. I'll text you about it. Red Dog, you played guard. You wouldn't. You you would probably. Uh, would Actually, you, I can trump that. Yard catch like that. I, he like broke three I, tackles too. It was crazy. I, I wish I had the play. The best play I've ever seen like that. That does sound pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. That's a pretty <laughs> glorious play. But the best play I ever seen was in high school. My sophomore year, I was up on varsity and we ran a sweep right, and we're out lead blocking, and our our. Uh, this, my center's in front of me, and our running back gets hit, fumbles the ball. Our center just scoops it up and just runs with a caravan, like stiffs arms a dude, like 50-yard <laughs> touchdown run around end. It was the, I was so <laughs> jealous. I was like, that's my dream. <laughs> I feel oh, like that's, yeah. well, that's cool. That's I love it. Big man glory, baby. They, <laughs> they deserve some credit, you know. Um, I love it. So uh, the other part of the offense here, uh, Swift got in the game. Uh, he didn't do too much. He, had he was one on the field run. a lot, but not many reps. Yeah, or... four carries, uh, one for 31 <laughs> yards, a uh, couple catches out of backfield. Otherwise, not a huge presence. Uh, I think UJ kind of had it. I think they just put him out there just to keep yeah, the other team trying to thinking about him, like just to put him in their minds that Swift's out there. Like I don't think they ever really intended for him to do a whole lot unless he just had a yeah. you know a breakout play. But he was on a very t- tight pitch count. Dan right. Campbell was gassing him up before the game. I wonder if that was like a head game thing. Yeah. He was oh, like, oh, sure. Swift's going back to 100, but that clearly didn't happen <laughs> in this game. So. Yeah. No, I think that was just uh, yeah, just a mess around. Uh, Tim Boyle, uh, 22 of 37, 262, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Ugh. Three interceptions. The best, the best TB12 in the league, by the way, Tim Boyle. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I did not he make that connection though right now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, I have a meme I gotta send you guys later. I gotta find it. But keep <laughs> let's keep talking about Tim Boyle while I find. Put it, it on our Instagram so everyone can see. Um, you know, is Tim Boyle a backup for the future of the Lions? I'd probably no. Say I no. please God no. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that bad, but he's not good. I'm surprised they wouldn't give David Blau like just an opportunity to start to see what happens, unless he's that much worse in practice, and what must be. Right. I mean, to be fair, again, we're without Reynolds, um, and lacking. Oh, not even Raymond. So we had St. Brown, and like who? Tim Kennedy, as my dad said, that would be a good thing. But I, I didn't even see him. What did he catch? Like one pass in that game. Um. Anyway, he was he was like Tom Kennedy, no catches, three targets. He and with a a a, a lacking O line, it's hard to blame him too much. In the same way that Goff, I think, deserves some some room for uh, you know, error there because he's playing with such a poor supporting cast. It's just hard to be all bad on him. Yeah. But he threw some ugly, ugly interceptions in that game too. But. That's what I mean. We knew what he was like. We've seen the college tape. He's just a crazy guy. I feel like he's like Brett Favre with a lot less skill. <laughs> um, wow. No, but the meme I found the meme. So it's a picture of Tom Brady, and then it's you know the like I prefer the real meme template. I prefer the real TB12. Then it goes to Terry Bradshaw, 
And then it says, I said the real TB12, then it goes to Tim Boyle. And then it says oh, perfection. Geez. So that's power ranking the three TB12s, Tim Boyle number one. I mean, that's obvious. Two, Terry Bradshaw number mm. three. That's how I'd rank not even, Not even in the same ballpark. Um, so the Lions move to two, 13 and one, which secures a top two draft pick now. Uh, the, the Jaguars oh, would have to win, and the Lions would have to lose in week 17. Jaguars play the Colts, who are fighting for the playoff lives um, in week 18. Week 18 sounds weird to say. Yeah. Um, yeah but that's what would have to happen. So the Lions are most likely going to hold on to that number two spot. They can't even play like. Uh, you know, we didn't secure it, Big Z. So don't say you know. I said a top two draft pick. It's guaranteed. Yeah, they pick. can't go higher or lower. Oh, they can go lower. What, than... what would happen if we lost then, or if we won and they lost? You said if we lo- lose and the Jaguars win, we move to number one. Oh, we can still climb higher. Oh, really yeah. curious who the Jags go for. Up. Okay. Yeah, that'll be the big question because uh, they need a offensive tackle, and there's some really good ones in this draft. Uh, That's true. I think yeah, it's possible both Kayvon and Aiden are available at two. We're gonna possible. we're sitting in the catbird seat at two either way. I don't. And think that Notre players. Dame safety will probably not go number one either. No, he's no. gonna go way further. Uh, he's gonna be a safety game. wouldn't go number one. Uh, it'd be hard for it. Hard. He could go top five. Top five. I uh, can see him top hard. Five. Maybe he's probably one of the most objectively talented players in this draft. Oh, yeah. he's a free. He's six five, rangy. I guess yeah. Need for safety isn't always as high as. It all depends on the teams, you know. I mean, and actually, with all these guys double dipping at the high end of the draft, you might see someone reach down a little bit, you know, uh, yeah, at a position sure. of need. So who knows? But wow, I don't know if we even. I'd rather see us beat the Packers than climb to to number one. Well, it stinks because the Packers. This this game is meaning. I mean, we'll get into later in this week, but the game's meaningless now. The Packers though. clinch the number one seed yeah. overall again, two years in a row. Right. Um. So they'll have so, home so field advantage throughout the playoffs, but I don't. Even, I'm not even sure how many of the starters we'll see for Green Bay in this game. We might see them like for a half or a quarter. Uh, They're gonna bench Rodgers, <laughs> lose their first playoff game, and then Rodgers is gonna leave in fury. The Packers beating, are gonna suck. Beating next year. Packers is beating the Packers. I'd rather do it with Rodgers, but beating the Packers is beating the Packers. Um, <laughs> the only thing is, I don't want to see a Flynn <laughs> re. Oh God, that was the worst game of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seattle gave him a the New Year's game. Uh, where yeah, he did you see it? Someone tweeted millions. him. Someone tweeted him. They're like, "You made a bunch of million. You made millions of dollars from Seattle and didn't do anything." And he was like, "Yeah, that was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah! It's like, Good hell yeah, him. make your money. He played one great game against the Lions, and that got him a millions of dollars. And we made literally, he can retire rich yep. because of the Lions, just because of the Lions. <laughs> I wonder how many guys are like that, like just like had their great day and got a big contract because it's good. Everyone should know, don't sign them based on how they play against the Lions. Come on. If Seattle wants to sign me for three or four million dollars next year, I'm available. So if any Seattle GMs listen to the pod. Then they'll draft a new podcaster right after they (laughs) send you the big contract and uh, (laughs) then you'll get cut. (laughs) I'll get cut immediately. But you'll get your millions. So I'll I'll come back in shame, but. A millionaire. <laughs> there you go. Oh man. <laughs> um, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> so you know, I, there's not much more to add about this game in particular. Um, 
the Lions will play the Packers this week. We'll have our preview pod later this week. But um, mm-hmm. you know, well, I, I'm I'm more excited to get to our conversation right after that Packers game, uh, grading out the year and where the Lions go from <laughs> there. Um, we'll have that yeah. conversation soon. So if you're listening, you know, stay tuned for that. We'll have that uh, hopefully next week sometime. That's usually one of our more popular podcasts where we grade the Lions, uh, each position group and stuff like that. Um, and then but, we can just talk about the draft for yeah, eternity. Yeah, that's time. what Lions fans do best, you know, oh, yeah. mock draft uh, <laughs> until, until you, you know, your fingers bleed pretty much. Get some scouting reports for y'all. We'll um, but this will be, uh, this will be an interesting week. Uh, it, it'll just be, just enjoy the game. This, this, you know, just enjoy the last week. You got <laughs> Lions football on, then it's off, you know, for, you know, nine months so or eight long. Months. Yeah. We so will be bad. in so attendance, long. a few of us. Uh, Big Z, myself, and Bob will be at the game. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll, have, we'll have thoughts on the atmosphere. I'm curious what the atmosphere is going to be like. Um, so, my guess is kind of dead, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> a lot of Packers fans, I'd imagine, too, yeah. showing up. Uh, although, maybe we'll not see. anymore if they clinch. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't start, I don't see Packers fans making the trip, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, there'll always be some. Right. No doubt. There's bandwagoners um, everywhere. But yeah, so uh, while we're traveling, or, you know, say pay attention to our Instagram, drink a Kool-Aid or Twitter, drinking lions. Uh, let's see what we're up to. Or if you're there, you know, reach out to us, we'll say hi. Always appreciate that. Um, Apple, Spotify, we're your podcast. Please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. As well as sidelinereport.com. Thank you for helping host this podcast and our producer, Kid J, for producing it. Um, but yes, you know, thanks always. Otherwise, this is a new year. Twenty twenty two is a new year Ooh. in Lions football. The twenty twenty one season is almost over here. Uh, we're gonna move on to bigger and greater. Super Bowl twenty twenty three. Here we go. We're drinking the Kool Aid. That's yes. right. Yeah. Um. So thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go go go. Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go.